G'day and welcome along to the ACC's Mad Monday NRL podcast. Of course, it is released every Tuesday, and then every Tuesday when the team lists come out, we cover that every Wednesday. We like to be a solid 24 hours behind the pace at all times. It's sort of the sweet spot for us to operate in. Um, unfortunately, due to a variety of factors like your COVIDs, your other sicknesses, also other TV projects that are currently on, uh, we are down. Not only do we not have producers, we also don't have my regular uh, co-host, Di Henwood, for today's team list analysis. We don't even have anyone. No one is available to fill in. So I'm going to quickly go through the massive changes ahead of round five in the NRL, of course, uh, with the Warriors being the main event. 8 p.m. this Friday, they're taking on the Cowboys at Morton Daly Stadium in Redcliffe there. Uh, this is sort of the last you know, winnable game for us in terms of, you know, we could rack up a three-game win streak. We can get a good start heading into the season um, because after this, it does get quite tough. And fortunately, there aren't too many changes, although the biggest is probably Captain Adam Fanua Blake. He got a bit of a niggle in that uh, 20-6 win over the Broncos on Saturday night. So he is currently named in the reserves. Um, so there is possibly a chance that he'll be healthy come Friday night. Uh, what that means is that we've got the likes of Bailey Sirenin coming in to the Ford pack. He's actually swapping out with Jazz Tevanga, who uh, is in a bit of trouble and can't actually play this week. So you've got Ewan Aitken, Bailey Sirenin, and then Josh Curran back in his regular spot of lock. Uh, but in the Fords, the, the nitty-gritty, the front row there, you've got Bunty R4 in jersey number 8 for Adam Fenor Blake and Matt Lodge in his regular spot uh, in jersey 10. And that means Aaron Penne, who is one of our uh, bench forwards, he, I think he had a shoulder niggle last week. He's back on the interchange along with uh, Alicia Katoa, Jack Murchie, and Cody Nikorima in that utility spot. Um, the back line's quite interesting. For the first time uh, since the beginning of the season, we've got our spine of players playing together for the second game in a row. I'm talking Reese Walsh at fullback, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita and Sean Johnson in the halves there, and then Wade Egan in Jersey 9, who's kind of been the only dude who's played every single game in the spine so far for the Warriors. So a bit of consistency uh, there is fantastic for us. Another bizarre thing I've just noticed is last week we had Marcelo Montoya originally named in Jersey number 5, uh, along with Adam Pompey in the centres. For some reason, they've switched the uh, the sides around completely. So Ed Cossey is going to be on the side that Montoya was on last week and vice versa. So a bit of a weird switcheroo there. But uh, other than that, you know, this is a, an extremely winnable game for us. Uh, the Cowboys got absolutely demolished in round four. So they'll be looking to come out and it'll be interesting to see the likes of, you know, Petahiku. Can he step his way through our back line? Hopefully not, although we don't have Rocco Berry at the moment, who's sort of our defensive center. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this matchup. Also, just a quick look at the Cowboys side now. Uh, one massive change for them is Hamiso Tabuai Fido, or the uh, the Hammer, as everyone has been calling him. He's out. PCL tear, so he'll be out for a while. And Scott Drinkwater comes into jersey number one. This dude is, uh, I mean, he's pretty talented. He was kind of highly touted early on in his career. He's not really been able to make a fist of it here for the Cowboys, um, but he has some experience playing at the back for the Cows. Um, so he could be someone to sort of keep an eye on as well. Uh, another chap I've noticed as well, Ruben Cotter. He's only played two games uh, off the interchange for the Cowboys. He's eligible in uh, my draft league for both hooker and second row. And one thing I've noticed is hookers that play 80 minutes are so few and far between. And while Ruben Cotter is coming off the bench, he's averaged sort of 50 to 60 fantasy points 
two rounds in a row. And it's not because he's scoring tries or anything. It's just because he tackles his ass off and he makes a lot of runs as well. So he's got a really good points per minute. So if you are in a bit of a debacle like I am at the hooker position where I drafted um, old mate Cam McInnes from the Sharks, expecting him to come in and, you know, at least play in the back row or somewhere for decent minutes, uh, he could be a good option to slot into hooker there for you if he's available. So just have a wee look at that. Moving on to the other games of the round and some interesting inclusions. And we'll start with uh, Thursday night, 10 o'clock, the Seagulls taking on the Knights in Newcastle there. And um, the biggest notable sort of inclusion in this one is Tolato Kola slotting into Tommy Turbo's slot there at fullback. A lot of people thought Ruben Garrick might move to fullback as he did uh, at the beginning of last year. He stays on his wing, which is fair enough. You know, don't mess with a winning sort of combination there. Um, Not too familiar with a cola. Uh, You know, if you are in a draft league, it might make sense to pick him up, add him to your team. He could be on the end of a few tries and things, although if Tommy Turbo was sort of struggling to get things started there, I can't imagine he'll be able to. So it might just be a situation where you sort of sit back and just uh, see what happens. The other interesting inclusion I saw is that uh, Flanagan, Kyle, he's been brought back into the Bulldogs' side. They are taking on, now. Uh, where is it here? The Panthers, Sunday night, the final game of the round. Um... <laughs> I don't, like, it's awesome because Kyle Flanagan, when he was at the Roosters there, they were sort of developing him, and yes, he was playing as part of a really good team, but, you know, he does have the talent, and all of a sudden, he's been brought back into the side and expected to sort of turn things around after their absolute ass-whipping last week against the best team in the comp, the, you know, the the champs, the Panthers, whose defense is just absolutely smothering. So it's a bit of a hospital pass for old Kyle Flanagan. Hopefully he can make something of that, though. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Dragons, they get Jaden Sua back. He was one of their big, uh, you know, signings this year as well. So that'll be a massive boost for them when they take on the Rabbitohs, 7.30 o'clock, uh, <laughs> 7.30pm, I should say, at Acor Stadium in Sydney there on Saturday evening. Other than that, Jackson Paulo, uh, he had a bit of an HIA as well over the weekend. So old mate, the source, Josh Mansour, he comes instantly onto the wing there. And while you can't rely on him to be starting in that position every single week, because, you know, defensively, he's not the best. He also isn't that great under the high ball. Um, You can guarantee he'll be taking plenty of hit-ups and probably have a try against the old uh, the Dragons there who have let in a lot of points recently. So he could be someone to look at, you know, just picking up and maybe streaming for a week, see if he can get you some points. And finally, one last thing I've noticed as well is uh, Billy Walters, who I really Really, really like. He's got a killer left foot step. He's coming into the spot left by Albert Kelly, who's going to be out for a long time for the Broncos. He's going to be partnering partnering Adam Reynolds. What I like about this is that there is a potential for fantasy coaches to. Um, I don't know about Super Coach because you know I do the draft league. Going to be doing Super Coach next week, and I think that he could have a relatively low price, but. Playing outside someone like Adam Reynolds, I mean, I know Cody Walker is one of the best players in the game today, but what he was able to do last season outside of Adam, who just controls things, Billy could be free to just use that uh, that footwork, get some meters. He could be a really interesting option, although they are taking on the Roosters, who kind of awoke last week and are probably going to destroy them. Um, so maybe don't rush out too quickly and grab him, but just keep an eye on him. I reckon he could be a good pickup for the season going ahead. Um Now, that does it for the Teamless Tuesday, released every Wednesday. I promise we'll be back to normal soon. Uh, I believe Di Henwood not available next week either. Ben Hurley's tapping the shoulder of one of his uh, fellow New Zealand comedian mates who apparently is a massive rugby league punisher. So can't wait for that. And don't forget the Warriors, 8 o'clock this Friday, taking on the Cowboys. Let's go three in a row.
Australia without He's not Australia. Australia without rugby league is not Australia. <laughs>